0: good afternoon and good evening wherever you are welcome to the driving my mind podcast my sincerest apologies about last week i did not have a content for you i literally lost track of days you know between school getting out and you know getting out on a thursday cleaning your classroom getting stuff ready for summer school that whole like crazy weekend really messed up my schedule and when it was already tuesday i was like oh my God, like I'm missing my freaking podcast. But by that time, I was just like, forget it. I'll catch up with you guys again the next week. And that's when I was able to visit the uh, um, West Coast Exotics. I was able to go to a GR movement. If you haven't seen those videos, definitely check it out on my YouTube, uh, Your Ride and I. But I'm just glad to start summer break. Granted, my break's already over. I got to go to work tomorrow (laughs) for summer school because contrary to popular belief, teachers do not get paid during the summer. We're on a nine, 10 month contract. And, uh, you know, during the summer break, we're not getting a check. So, I gotta fill in that gap. Uh, I wanted to try out summer school because I heard they actually increased the pay, and between student loans and everything coming back online, I wanted to uh, get a running head start on that. So, trying to do the uh, fiscally responsible thing. And you got you guys have noticed, especially those listening to my podcast, I try to uh, incorporate finances and uh, smart decisions like that whenever whenever I can. But by no means am I a financial guru. Please see a professional and so on and so forth. (laughs) But uh, but. Before I begin, I, I wanted to check in with you guys. Did you see the Savage Geese uh, Integra Type S video? Man, it was done really, really well. Considering I'm a Honda fanboy and, and the way the video, he was able to reach out to the product developers and um, really nail what that car was all about. I was. Thoroughly impressed with this video, if you haven't checked it out, Savage Geese Integra Type S, but I'm I'm excited for that car, I'm excited for it's here, and apparently the exhaust sounds better than the FL5 Type R. I think I would still go Civic Type R, because it has that Type R heritage and that pedigree, but I'm just glad the Integra Type S is here, and, and I feel like he nailed it. He said that, uh, you know, for those that live in the past, you know, enjoy it, keep it, drive it, to reconnect with it. But, you know, if you want to move on to modernity, here's a wonderful option. And I hope that people realize that, like, like, it's cool to keep my S2000. It's cool that I still have my 240. And those are the cars of definite yesteryear, but... You know, they are, this is the last hoorah. This is what this podcast is all about. This is the last hoorah of modern, fun, amazing cars before we go to electrification. And so we have that Integra Type S. We have the Type R. We have the uh, the Supras and, and the M340s with the B58. We have, you know, we still have the Dodge Charger still here. I know they're going to be getting rid of that pretty soon. Scatty Patties and all the V8s. Um, you know, this is a wonderful time to be alive right now and to be a car enthusiast. Um, there are some downsides, you know, with with, with cost and with, uh, you know, the limited availability. But if, if you can get past that. Guys, you know, the GR86 is here. We have these things, and it's it's the CT5 Blackwing. Like, we have such amazing cars. If you have the means, if you have the money, if you're a car enthusiast, this is it. This is the last hoorah. Enjoy it. This is what this Driving My Mind podcast is about, is having you guys reconnect with, with your automotive passion and to, to realize that, you know, we, we live in a wonderful time right now. Go and get yourself a fun car before it's too late. I seriously keep uh, keep that in mind. It, it, it could be too late for a lot of us. So go get what you want. But moving on to today's topic, we had it from last podcast, the two-car garage. We unfortunately had to make compromises for wifey and for kids and for the house and, and for all those things. But now we're moving on to the third-car garage, part two of the uh, podcast. And so uh, this is the opportunity for no compromises, right? You know, you you maybe have your storage or you don't have that many things and wifey agrees or hey, you're big baller like me, right? And I got my own three car garage, whatever it may be. And so they say, all right, what do you want in here? You take care of it, right? And most guys, you know, they're not car guys. They'll, they'll make it a gym or they'll make it a, a a man cave or a music hall or whatever. No, no, no. This is car land. This is car world. And so, if you had that third car garage, what would you fill it? What would you fill it in? And so, I kind of narrowed this one down into three categories, and I'll tell you what I filled with mine. Right. Um, let's start with the project car yes obviously that's the the most uh easy answer to, to agree with but it's your project right it's your your 69 uh bel air it's your um you know american muscle car of the 70s it's the uh yeah, the Lincoln Mark IV, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever it may be, it may be a, a, a an old Volkswagen Beetle or Bug, and and it's just something that's your your kind of forever project, and you can only do that really if you have a minimum three-car garage because a lot of forever projects, you leave them out in the driveway and you're going to get code enforcement called on you. You go and rent a spot out, you know, where the RV parking is and, you know, the sun just eats and rots it more or people go and steal stuff because it's easy to steal it. And so your third-car garage for your project car is a wonderful place to have it, you know. Um, And for the fact that you have that third spot, you know, you're going to need lots of parts, uh, you got you got your uh, toolbox, your parts, you know, supply, everything. You got your engine hoist, your engine crane off to the side, you know, overnight parts from Japan are coming in, right? So you're going to have that space, you're going to have that opportunity to uh, utilize it to its full potential. And, uh, you know, this, this is your chance to wear, you know, growing up, man, I had an 85 Fox body or whatnot, you know, it's like, here's your chance to go back and get that Fox body. It may not be the exact same one, but you know what I mean? Go get your Fox body Mustang, go get your, uh, your, your, your 2003 Corvette, right? Or whatever it may be. And, and here's your chance to restore it, uh, and, and, and keep it where, where you, can keep an eye on it right (laughs) and so your project car is obviously your go-to for your third spot and i was just wondering to see how many of you out there have your your third parking spot if you're so privileged enough to have that uh sitting with your project car i know i do right my nissan 240 which we'll get into that uh towards the end of the podcast moving right along dream car Obviously, you know it's it's what was what was your poster car growing up, you know Dodge Viper GTS, okay, Um, maybe it was a Ferrari four five eight or maybe it was three fifty five. Right, mine was a Ferrari three fifty five with the gated shifter. Um, maybe it is your Lamborghini Huracan if you're so privileged enough to get one, but, uh, it could be your dream car. You know, maybe you're in your fifties, your sixties. I just interviewed the gentleman with the, the orange Z06 and that truly was a pinnacle car for him. He's been a Corvette guy all his life, but the fact that he was waited three years to get his Z06 and then, uh, did the whole Bowling Green, Kentucky, the, the drive out, everything, um, it, it truly was his, his, his pride and joy. And that would be a, a great third spot for it. And, you know, you, you can go far as to get like the bubble, the bubble that goes around your entire car to just keep all the nonsense away. Uh, you've seen that in, a uh, um, certain YouTubers and, uh, you like obsessed garage, I think had showed that he had the bubble at one time. Uh, I I mean I get it, but uh, you know at the end of the day it is just the car, but it's it's your dream car, right? It's your dream. It's what you've always wanted. And and uh, l- look at Doug Demiro with his um his Porsche Carrera. Shoot, I'd put that in a bubble probably, but uh, you know that's where his spot fills in. And so, what are your dream cars, right? Uh, Porsche Carrera definitely. Um, GT3 RS, GT2 RS. Uh, for me, Porsche has always been my my uh, my dream go to kind of car that, for better or for worse, I, I, I can never, I'll probably never be able to fulfill that dream. Uh, just because I'm also kind of afraid of German um, maintenance and de- the reliability dependability. But yeah, may, maybe in uh, in the next ten to twenty years, but I want an FL five before I want a Porsche. Um, however you justify that thinking i'm not sure but you know like if i'm thinking of which car would i put in a bubble uh it would definitely be a porsche over a fl5 i I think so the porsche is definitely my pipe dream car right um my my fl5 type r would be a realistic dream i guess that uh, a realistic dream that i can accomplish right (laughs) um what are your dream cars right what's your bubble car uh, and that could be in your third spot, okay, in your three car garage. Moving right along, the last one I always have is the impractical car. Okay, we talked about it on the last podcast. Your two car garage, you have to put practicality at its at its fo- uh, you know at the fourth. Uh, what am I trying to say? The the foremost of importance, right? Uh, you have to keep practicality and, and the do-it-all mobiles like the GTI, like the Integra Type S, right? Uh, things of that nature, um, M340s uh, sedans. But with a three-car garage, you can go for that impractical. You know, you can go for your uh, your slingshot, right? <laughs> you know, or or if you're so baller enough, the freaking KTM Expo, dude, those things look freaking amazing, right? But, yeah, you can get your Radicals and your KTM Expos and your more affordable slingshots, right? Um, I put this in there. I put a G-Wagon, you know, because a G-Wagon, as as you say, what well, that's a giant SUV. It's got to be practical. Um, to a certain extent, I think it is. But, I, you know, you're not using the G-Wag to go overlanding. And, and uh, you know, it's probably not going to see a touch of sand other than the uh, leftover in your driveway, um, but a G-Wagon would be a kind of a cool weekend or fun date night car that's super impractical that you know I wouldn't want to be driving or putt-putting around because you automatically look like a D-bag in that car but it makes you probably feel like a million bucks, right? Um so you you know your G-Wag, your Slingshot, you know, your your two-seater cars that if you're a family of four, that you, it just doesn't work, right? Uh, your Supra, right? You, Supra is totally impractical. It's a pain in the butt to even get in and out of that car, you know, ducking your head and cranking your neck and all that. But once you're in it, you're just amazed, you know? Uh, your 911 with the deleted rear seats, you know? <laughs> um, you can get that impractical car. Um, be careful that you don't overlap it with your dream car. Your dream car is literally your bubble car. But for most of us, your impractical car is, you know, what what you feel like with a family, with a dog. You know, I have my dog. And so I have my daily truck. And so it's easy. I, I took it for a walk today. That's why I'm still in freaking walking clothes, workout clothes. Um, you, you know, I just throw him in the back of the bed. I, I tie him to the the hook and and he's happy and he's fine. But I'm not putting my dog in a freaking lc500 right <laughs> you know it's like dude her claws would just rip to shred the leather and so you know the uh, the impractical car like an lc500 you're you know it, it sits in that spot you enjoy it out for a fun date night you're trying to impress a lady friend uh but that's all you uh, kind of get to do <laughs> and that's about it and drive obviously it must be a, a very good driving car um Maybe even your Dodge Challenger, like your Dodge Challenger Demon, right? That's not a practical car because while it is drivable on the street, you're going to be burning through tires that cost two to $3,000 to replace. And so think about those kind of cars that are just so impractical to use because of their maintenance costs, their running costs, uh, parts timing out on them. That is what you keep in your third car garage. So you can flex and you can feel like a big baller. Right. And so I'm uh, moving on because, again, these these were meant I I, I split up these podcasts into two parts because I felt like this would go on and on and on if it was uh, in one giant podcast. So I'm glad I was able to finish uh, part two of two. Right. Uh, what would you fill it in or what have I filled it in with mine? Well, you already know the project car, the 240, the car I've kept since freaking 2006, I think, 2006, 2007, because it, I got it right after I wrecked my, uh, DA9 Integra, um, it was non-VTEC, but, uh, I wrecked that car, and so, you know, I was bumming around with my parents' Honda Accord, but, you know, this was right when I started to watch the drifting stuff, and then Tokyo Drift came out a few months later, and and I was like, dude, rear wheel drive, yeah, for the win, man. <laughs> and so that's so why I got my two forty SX out in out in a, a neighborhood in Hemet, you know, not even realizing that I was going to move to Menifee, you know, twenty some odd years later. But I've kept that car; it's been my project; it's been my forever project car. You know, I've rolled my own fenders. I've done the clutch twice already. The interiors beat to hell now. Um, But I I still have that car. And a lot of people still give me props for it. And, you know, a lot of of people ask me, like, are you going to sell it? You know, are you going to continue to work on it? Are you going to finish? Again, my dream is to put a Vertex body kit on it, get the whole interior redone, you know do a KA turbo um you know with a fully built in motor you know i would love to drop 30,000 dollars on that but it's it's uh that's almost in the in the realm of a dream uh dream car slash impractical car not necessarily a bubble car unless the vertex body kit and everything just makes it look <laughs> freaking amazing but it's it's something where it, i feel like it's always going to be my forever project car until you know, I get maybe a girlfriend or wife that really wants me to like just finish it, get it to where I want it to be, enjoy it, and then get rid of it. <laughs> um, especially because I I would rather buy my Type R, I'd rather buy an FL5 rather than put the money I would be paying in a car payment into the 240. And so that's where I'm kind of at. My third spot is the uh, 240. And even if I were to get my FL5 Type R, I would I would probably have to be rotating those cars in and out of the garage. I'd have to kick something out or I'd have to, you know, find a spot to rent and, and place it. So <laughs> we'll see where that goes into. Uh, I can't wait to talk about uh, shopping for an FL5, but that's not going to happen for at least the next couple of years. Um, so tell me, what are you going to fill in your thir- three-car garage I obviously have my forever project with the two forty SX, but maybe you have something really cool. Maybe you've always been fascinated with lowriders. Uh, I used to love the big fin uh, old school Chevys, and I still do. But uh, obviously, my my tastes have evolved, and and uh, I don't want to say evolved, but my tastes have ended up going into uh, into imports. And that's where my heart's kind of stayed these past few years. And so what are your thoughts? What would you fill in with your three-car garage? Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for letting me get a week off, I guess, right? Um, no, it would have, honestly, it would have not happened if I just didn't lose track of the days. As a teacher, like you're very monotonous in your routine. Uh, you you need it because you need to keep your, your students and you need to keep your kids in a routine routine. And so when summer break happens and, and you can get off that routine, it's just like, holy crapola, like it's Tuesday already? It's Thursday already? Like, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. So I really appreciate you guys watching, uh, listening. Thank you for uh, letting me uh, describe to you what, what you should be putting in a two-car garage and what you should be putting in your three-car garage. And we'll continue to catch you guys uh, next week. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the uh, podcast. Check out the the YouTube shorts. Oh, I got my bestie, Yanni, in his uh, Jeep out in the middle of the Ocotillo Desert. Oh, my God. I freaking love that video. I don't think it got a lot of views because I put uh, the Still Dre song on it with, like, the actual curse words. (laughs) It's, It's one of Yanni's favorite songs. And so I had to put that. But it's a good song, too, because Dr. Dre is talking about, like, you know, Who's the OG? Who's the real one, right? And Jeep has been the OG, the real one since, what, 1942, right? (laughs) So I I really like that song. I really like, I love that short. I'll watch that short like every day, just once a day, just to listen to Dr. Dre and see uh, Yanni just Jeep, go do Jeep stuff, right? (laughs) Anyways, catch you guys on the next one. Stay driven, stay positive. Keep driving your mind. I'll catch you next week.